Welcome to Going Out Your Door, the podcast to get you out your door and on the road. My name is Marjorie Frymouth, and I am so excited to have you here for our very first episode. So this has actually been a brainchild of mine for about a year. I really dove into the project last year. I bought my microphone. I researched how to launch a podcast. Um, I came up with all the ideas for what I wanted this to be, and then you know, as things happen, the project kind of fizzled and I lost steam for many reasons. I think one of the primary ones, of course, is COVID. Um, That's distracting in itself. And it was sort of hard to justify or, you know, think about launching a podcast all about travel when not only could people not travel, but they were confined to their homes. Um, It didn't seem like great timing in that sense. But I've decided to plunge ahead anyway, just because we all like talking about travel. We all like thinking about other places and learning about other places. At least I'm assuming you do if you're here listening to this. I know I certainly do. Um, But COVID won't last forever. You know, even if it becomes something that we're dealing with on an annual basis, hopefully we'll all be vaccinated and we will be able to see other places once again in the future. So why not get into this and talk about, you know, how can you really fulfill your travel dreams once we're able to do that again? So that's why I am jumping into this project right now, even though we're still at at the very least uh, where I am confined to a country. I know a lot of people are still mostly confined to cities or even houses, depending on where you are in the world. Um, but we can get into it. We can talk about, about different countries and different cities and how do you plan a trip and all that stuff. But I'm getting ahead of myself right now. I want to introduce myself. Who am I? Um, how do I know any of this that I'm going to be talking about? Um, well, I was about to introduce myself as a 20 something, but I am right on the cusp of not being a 20 something anymore. Um, but I'm American. And I have just always had this desire to to see other places. I don't I don't really know how to explain it or where it necessarily came from. Um, I was fortunate as a child to do a bit of traveling um, around the U.S. especially, but also in Canada. And then my family went to Japan when I was twelve. Maybe that's where this this passion for travel came from? I'm not really sure. I've just always had it inside me, this desire to get on an airplane and see something new or a train or a bus or whatever it may be. So when I was in college, I studied abroad in Vienna, Austria. That was really the first time that I was on my own in another country, um, sort of spoke the language, sort of didn't, you know, that situation where I'd taken a couple years of German, but it's always different in practice. Um, and I I just fell in love with the city and the country. And, you know, I was able to do weekend trips and spring break and summer trips to other countries. And that was the experience that really showed me what else is out there. And taught me so much in terms of just the logistics of traveling, which is definitely something I want to get into as well. Um, But one thing that I firmly believe that I think that first experience showed me is that your experience in your country is not the norm. And I think that's something that as Americans, we 
tend tend to believe, and I, I think it's true of anybody in any country, but I think especially as Westerners, as Americans, we think that the way that we live is the way that <laughs> life is to be lived. Um, and that is certainly not true. You know, there are, are countless and infinite other ways to to do things and to live your life and to, you know, different foods to eat and ways to interact with people and healthcare systems and tax systems and transportation and holidays and clothing and everything you could ever imagine um, is different. And sometimes it's simply different, not better or worse. But there are things that I prefer about other countries to America. Um, and there are certainly things I prefer about America to other countries. So it definitely goes both ways. But that is one of the most important things about travel to me is it shows you that the way you are familiar with is not necessarily the only way. In fact, it's probably not the only way. So I'll get off my soapbox right now. I'm sure that will be a recurring theme in this series. Um, so after after time in Vienna, and of course, uh, during that time, I traveled in um, Germany and Turkey and the UK, Ireland. Um, that's, that's what's coming to mind right now. I, I don't have a list in front of me, and I've gotten to the point where it's a little bit hard to remember sometimes, sort of the sequence of my life. Um, so I came back to the States, finished college there, and then immediately left for the Czech Republic, where I lived not in Prague. Everyone always says, oh, you were in Prague. No, Prague is lovely. I love Prague. I did not live there. I lived in Liberec, which is a city about two hours north of Prague. Um, it's a big city for the Czech Republic, but it's still pretty small. And I taught English there. That's when I got into teaching English. And it was a, a wonderful experience. You know, I loved being able to see more of Europe and not living in a super big city or a capital city, uh, getting to know a little bit more of the Czech culture and way of life and food and everything there. Um, and that, that was just delightful. I really loved that experience. Of course, I was able to do more traveling during that time as well around Europe. Oh, travel in Europe is so easy. Of course, I'm speaking about non-COVID times, um, but having so many countries so close together and being able to take train rides or buses, you know, just for a couple hours or flights that are, you know, 30 minutes or an hour and cost you only $30 or less than that even sometimes. I mean, we'll get into to Ryanair and things like that, budget airlines in a future episode, but oh, it's so delightful. Um, and then after a year in the Czech Republic, I really felt that I wanted something more different. <laughs> you know, I was living in a place where things were already kind of familiar, but um, I'd spent at that point some time in Europe and I wanted something that was just going to give me that real culture shock experience again. So I started looking at Asia and ESL teaching is huge in Asia. That's another thing we'll get into in a future episode. So I sort of looked around in a few different countries in Thailand, um, I think Japan, and someone recommended Taiwan to me. And at that point, I knew nothing about Taiwan. I probably couldn't even find it on a map. Um, but I spoke to a couple different people, one of whom was Taiwanese and had grown up for a few years in Taiwan, and she highly recommended it. And then I actually had a friend who was going there as well. So that really sort of focused my attention on Taiwan. And the more I learned about it, the more it just seemed like the place that I wanted to be. 
Uh, so I was lucky enough to find a really great independent school, private school um, that hired me here in Taipei, the capital city. Um, and so that's how I ended up in Taiwan. And of course, <laughs> I mentioned at the beginning, I'm still here now. So I've left and come back a couple different times. Um, it's just that insatiable wanderlust. You know, I spend about a year in a place and then I want to leave. But Taiwan has really become like home to me. So I do keep coming back here. It's sort of my Uh, my return home, or I don't want to say plan B because that sounds bad, but it's it's really nice and reassuring to know that wherever I go, um, I can always go back to Taiwan. <laughs> and the the school that I work at is fantastic, and they keep letting me leave and come back to work for them. So that's been really great as well. Um, we'll get into the ESL teaching of it all and other ways to fund your travel abroad in another episode as well. Um, So after a year in Taiwan, oh my gosh, this is the point where I don't even really remember. I went to Ireland. That's right. I went to Ireland. I've, I'm one of those Americans who feels like they've all, they have a connection with Ireland. You know, I I definitely have some ancestors there. And uh, I grew up, my, my family was very into like Irish music. My dad plays music. So I grew up listening to a lot of Irish music and watching Riverdance and all of that. So I've always felt very drawn to the culture. Um, and I had traveled there briefly a few years before. So I really wanted to go and spend time in Ireland. Um, While I was there, I was really focusing on the culture, on music and dance. I took dance classes and uh, singing lessons and violin or fiddle. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I said violin. Fiddle, <laughs> traditional fiddle lessons, which I'd never played that instrument before. So you start from the very bottom with that and it does not sound great at first. That was a whole experience. Um, so I was there for about six months total. I couldn't get a visa to work. And so I'll explain, you know, how I was able to be there again in a future episode of all about visas and uh, the ways to do it legally, but also get around things in a totally legal manner, of course. <laughs> um, so after after Ireland, I was like, oh, you know, what's next? I don't really know what to do. So that's when I went back to Taiwan for another year, um, had another great experience here. And then was really feeling like I might be able to settle down in the States at that point. You know, I was just kind of feeling like I wanted to go back and and throw myself into the American life and work to make a difference. There was a lot of, you know, what I felt really negative stuff happening in the States at that point, And I wanted to go back and um, help my country. <laughs> It sounds so lofty, but I really, I envisioned myself working for like a nonprofit or something. Uh, that did not end up happening, but I ended up working at a tech startup, which is a totally different area than I had ever been involved in before. I was in Boston. Um, this company was super cool. I got in not not quite on the ground floor when they started, but early enough that it was just a few people and we were all juggling so many different roles. And I learned so much about apps and technology and coding and marketing and content creation and all that stuff. So that was a really, really fascinating experience that I'm glad I had. But turns out I was not ready to settle down in America. <laughs> After a year in Boston, I was like, well, ready to uh, hit the road again. So at that point, I did something that had always kind of been in the back of my mind, which is working as an au pair. That's another great way to... Um, you know, make, make your travel happen or fund your travel. So I 
I um, did all the research and, and I'll, again, get into that in a future episode, how to uh, set yourself up with an au pair family. But I ended up with a really, really lovely family who I'm still in contact with um, in Mallorca, the island off the coast of Spain, um, or, you know, part, part of Spain, <laughs> but the island. Um, and again, I just, I just keep saying it was an incredible experience. Um, the island is not very big and the town we were in, it was like a, a decent sized town for the island, but, but very small. Um, and I lived with this family and m primarily took care of their three-year-old daughter, but also, you know, had daily sessions with the older kids speaking English with them. Um, and then just had a lot of time to explore, which, which was incredible. And, you know, they have a really strong extended family culture there. So we spent a lot of time with both sides of the family, the grandparents and just all the aunts and uncles and cousins. It was like I was thrust into a total family experience where I'm used to like being by myself when I moved to a new place. So that was that was very different. And I, I loved it. I mean, just what an incredible family. Um, but I got to experience some of the local like holidays and customs. Uh, the one that immediately jumps to mind is Matanza, which is the when they slaughter a pig. <laughs> uh, I will tell you all the details of that in a future episode, but that was a really crazy thing. Um, but again, same thing as before. After a couple of months there, I was like, well, you know, this the au pair thing, it, it worked out really well, but I don't think it's for me in the long term. Um, getting a visa for longer would have been harder as well. So let's go back to Taiwan. <laughs> so I came back to Taiwan just over two years ago. Um, I'd been here for about a year when COVID hit. And this is the really the longest that I've spent in one place at this point. Um, it is. It does make me a little bit uncomfortable. You know, I still really want to be seeing other places. I want to be living other places. But I am so incredibly lucky that I was in Taiwan when everything got shut down around the world. Um, I am planning to dedicate a future episode, maybe the next one, because I really want to tell you like what my situation is right now, all about COVID in Taiwan, because things are still very normal. I'm, I'm living a 90, 95% normal life here in Taiwan. Um, so again, I'm just so, so, so lucky to be here. But it really forced me to not think about the future in a way that I never have before um, and just be present and be happy with where I am. And I do, you know, really love and enjoy my life here. It's a great place to live even outside of the, the pandemic, but it's definitely been an attitude or mindset adjustment for me that I think is really important that I experienced that, the, you know, just staying in one place. Marjorie is living in one country for the indefinite future. Um, and, and that was hard for me. That was an adjustment that I'm still working on. So that's, um, that's been about the past 10 years in my life. So what is this podcast? I know I told you that I have been planning or, you know, thinking about it for about a year. Um, I was planning to start it last year. And like I said, life caught up, COVID happened. Um, and I think also I was a, a victim of perfectionism and I'm, I'm certainly not a perfectionist in myself, but in doing something like this, in doing something for public consumption that I really want to be 
fun and interesting and useful and funny and all those things that we look for in a podcast, I really got hung up on making it all those things right from the get-go. And that's that's really impossible. And, you know, I, I spent so much time trying to think of all the perfect episodes and all the guests I could have on and then recording an introduction and spending hours editing out all of my ums and hesitations and moments when you could hear me breathing too loudly that it just, it became such a big struggle. And and that's sort of why I dropped it. Um, There we go. Um, (laughs) So I really, in the past month or so, started thinking about the idea of letting things be messy. You know, none of us, very few of us are are perfect at anything we do unless it's, you know, something you've you've dedicated your life to. And even then, I'm sure you continue to practice and improve. So, certainly in launching a podcast, I am not going to make it perfect. It is going to be messy. You are probably going to hear lots of ums and pauses and stutters and all of that. And you know, my technical skills, my editing skills are mm, moderate at best. So it's not going to be a highly produced podcast. And I'm going to learn as I go. I'm going to learn what you guys want. You know, I, I really hope that you'll reach out and tell me, you know, what you're interested in. What countries or parts of the world do you want to hear more about? Are you hoping to plan a trip somewhere after COVID and we could talk about that place? Or what is intimidating? What is stopping you from traveling? Maybe we can address those things. Like, I really, really want this to be useful. I feel like traveling is one thing that I have gotten very good at over the years. And a lot of it has been through my own trial and error. I've learned a lot from friends. I've you know, learned a lot from from research and other people's blogs and podcasts and things like that. But I've built this store of knowledge in my head of how to travel as, you know, as a tourist of visiting other places, but also how to live abroad uh, for an extended period of time in different parts of the world. And that's something that I feel like I, I want to share with other people if that's something that you're interested in. Um, the reaction I get the most frequently when I tell people back home in the States what it is that I'm doing and what I've been doing for the past, like I said, eight years, 10 years, I guess, depending on when you start counting. Um, The reaction I get the most frequently is, that's so cool. I wish I could do that or I wish I had done that. And that always stays with me because there is nothing inherent in me that gives me the ability to do this. Um, It was mostly just, I I stumbled into it blindly, really. I guess I was lucky that I had the study abroad experience in college because they do really guide you through that process. But after that, it was just me taking the next step and buying the plane ticket and, you know, figuring it out as I go. And so that's something like, if I can help anyone anywhere do that, I want to. Um, So I want this to be a really useful tool. I also have countless stories, you know, stories of travel gone wrong or when I've made mistakes or, you know, just ridiculous culture shock or miscommunication experiences in different countries. And so I I want to share all of those as well. I hope it will be entertaining. Um, You know, I have a huge long list of things that I want to talk about. Like I said, of course, COVID will be right up there. Um, I, I want to talk about some other things that will be more 
timely um, than just purely travel because I know that most people can't do that right now. I want to get into um, healthcare systems because, of course, we're in a pandemic and Taiwan has a really unique and amazing healthcare system. Uh, I could talk for hours and hours and hours about that, but I'll try to pare it down to the essentials. Um, but for the future, just just anything, you know, like the logistics of travel, the plane tickets, being on a 12-hour, 15-hour flight, how to find an apartment, open a bank account, um, experiencing different food abroad, dating abroad, oh my gosh, Tinder stories, <laughs> um, or even like specific countries and cities getting into what's it like to travel or live in those places, you know, how to fund your travel abroad, ESL teaching, au pairing, uh, freelancing, just all the different things you can do. And I want to bring on guests. I have so many friends and acquaintances who are doing similar things to me or uh, very different or have been in different places in the past. We all have stories. We all have information to share. So I really want to bring other people into this as well and really make it a community. So I think with that, that brings us to the end of this first episode. I hope you know a little bit more about me. And like I said, I would love to hear if there's anything that you specifically want to know about or talk about, um, specific countries or cities or any of the other things I mentioned. You can send me any of those questions. I am at goingoutyourdoortravel at gmail.com. I'm also on Instagram and Facebook at goingoutyourdoor and on Twitter at goingoutyour because they have a character limit in the handle. Um, I'm probably most active on Instagram, just to give you that little heads up. I do share lots of photos and information and stories and, you know, everyday stuff, really, just on what it's like being an American living in Taiwan. Um, so I'm I'm just so excited to have shared this first episode with you, and I can't wait to talk about more with you next time on Going Out Your Door. Thanks for joining. Mm-hmm.